All right. How are we doing? It is August 9th, 2020. Sounds from the crowd, a weekly recap. You know the boys. We got DB somewhere Hawaiian, it looks like. I don't know. Maybe he just got off the off the beach. Raina, he's uh in his from home. I live in his whole uh, apartment. Uh hasn't left in two weeks. And we got Danny hanging out at the crib. Um what's up fellas? How we doing? Not too bad. The bubble is giving me life again. <laughs> the bubble. Speaking of the bubble, we got two games that are in action right now that have some implications. 76ers and Trailblazers. I know Reyna and, and Danny are very interested in this game. The Trailblazers need to lose in order for the uh, hometown Spurs to uh, enter the uh, eighth seed. Uh, I think the score right now is 88-86. Trailblazers are winning in the third quarter. So uh, it's close. We'll see what happens there. But you guys watched the game yesterday? Well, which one? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was today. It was today. Yeah, the New Orleans game was today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was it? Uh, you know, I think with the Spurs, um, I think it's great that the youth is getting some time. But at some, at a lot of points in the bubble, man, their youth has been showing. I mean, they were up by 20, oh, yeah. and the lead got all the way down to four, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you, yeah, you, you want the youth to get time and they got to learn how to close out games. But at the same time, it's just like, come on, man, like there's a playoff spot riding on this. And so I was, DeMar kind of took over a little bit, but I'd like to see some more on-court leadership. But that's a whole separate topic with the Spurs. I've been, I've been pretty happy with everything. Uh, minus losing Derek White during the game, this game. I mean, Derek White has become like formidable player. He showed a lot of that stuff last last uh, playoffs, and he's, he's he's coming to his own. So I've really liked watching the bubble spares kind of transform and you know using the young guys a little bit more. So I mean, it, it, the Spurs are one of those teams where it's kind of debatable whether they should be in the bubble, right? They had a pretty or shitty a hater like you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they had, well, they had a pretty shitty season. Would would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It was it was shitty by Spurs standards, right? I mean, so. But the other thing too is that 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 argument has kind of gone away, I think, because the Grizzlies were the ones complaining about how they weren't getting respect, and look at them—they've completely. I mean, it's what are they? One in five? One in four? One in five in the, in the bubble? Yeah. Like, right? I yeah. Mean, and on the other hand, you have Phoenix, who all of a sudden is undefeated in the bubble. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but. I mean, Portland was in the uh, Western Conference Finals last year. So, I mean, they, sh in reality, I mean, the teams that got brought back were actually pretty quality, but you had a couple that were included that, you know, you couldn't just like pick and choose who you wanted to come back. Right. Like, well, I think they did, honestly. I think they did pick and yeah. choose because they wanted Zion back. So they had to make it okay. Well, if Zion, if the, if Zion's coming back, then they have to bring everybody else back in. But I think bubble basketball's been a fucking shit show because it's killing me and gambling, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck to expect because of the fact that, you know, you got teams like the Spurs who are just absolutely killing it. And they're not playing like they were playing. And then you got teams like the Grizzlies, you know, you guys mentioned those two teams. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna eight mile you guys right now. And I'm gonna talk shit about the Lakers because they are fucking awful. I hate them. This is the worst Lakers team I've ever watched. And I watched Smush Parker play point guard 
for a couple years. Um, Jared Dudley's on the team playing minutes. J.R. Smith is freaking awful. Deion Waiters can't hit can't hit a shot to save his life. Uh, LeBron James only plays when he wants to play. AD is a beast. He's the one I like. Kyle Kuzma is like a scared puppy out there. Um, it's just, it's a nightmare, man. I never thought we would miss Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo the way we are. I really hope that LeBron turns it on in the playoffs, but I'm not, I'm not, my hopes are I would have to say, I mean, the, the, the first pick, we, you wrote that article this week, um, or maybe it was last week, but the path for the first pick is not easy at all. Like the path for the first pick might even be tougher than the second pick or the second um, ring, because you're going to have to go through possibly the Blazers, then James Harden and the Rockets, and then Kawhi and the Clippers. I mean that's and that's just to get to Giannis. I mean that 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 uh that first seed is is in you know that's a tough <laughs> three matchups to. There's no easy matchup essentially. Yeah, there's no nothing, nothing easy. And and then you got a team like the Rockets who are kind of killing it. But I don't know. Russ is out again today. Uh, DB, I know you put a little late game juice or late juice on the Rockets first half. Not looking good. Nine to 21 in the first quarter. (laughs) I hate that team. Um, No, but I do think if uh, if everyone's playing, they're dangerous. Um, They're fun to watch. I always thought James Harden was a baby back bitch, but I love watching Russ play basketball. Um, and they score quickly, man. They're never really out of games. Um, you know, they can put together nine, ten points in a flash. Um, Have you ever won money off the Rockets? Yeah. I know we lost money together. I won more money off the Rockets than I've lost. Um, you know, so. the one thing I will, I will give the Rockets um, is that I think we can all agree that Russell Wells, Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, like he, he truly is a little bit of a maniac, but he can ball, man. And I think yeah. that, uh, I think that James Harden, while he can ball, he wants to act like he's Russell Westbrook attitude, but he's not. He doesn't have it. So I think, like, he feels more confident having Russ there. And Chris Paul, I think, Chris Paul was like had Russell Westbrook attitude, but didn't have the game. Not not at his stage in in his career that he was with Houston. So. I do think Houston's a little bit of a wild card. I think it's just my... No one wants to play them. Like, okay. Yeah, they're tough. I yeah. hate the Rockets, but yeah. Oh, I know. I know. They're really good. And yeah, like yeah. Drew said, the, the score right now is what? It's like 10 to 20 or 11 to 21. But in the flash, it's going to be, you know, 35 to 40. And the Rockets are going to be winning. Like, that's very likely. Uh, but like bubble basketball is ridiculous too because I mean the Rockets uh, obviously are a good team. The Kings probably shouldn't even be in the bubble, and they're winning by 12 right now. Like that's crazy, and then that's kind of what's happened with a lot of games. Um, you know, you know we see kind of surprises like what the what the Suns did and and Devin Booker. That guy's incredible. What the the other wild card with Houston is they still have Mike D'Antoni. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know that he can figure out how to win a a, a really difficult playoff series. I mean, the his plan is just score more than everybody else. You know, when you run into, I mean, if they were to run into the Clippers, you have Beverly and Kawhi, two lockdown defenders, to go against their two offensive weapons. That's going to pose some problems. Yeah, uh, I, I would say with James Harden, the one thing I've noticed about him is that 
it's hard it's hard to guard him i mean he's not traditional in, in a lot of ways i think the only way you really like the spurs did a good job back in 17 but that, i harden's improved a lot since then um i think what they did was they would put somebody right in the middle uh basically he would run into somebody every time and so they're trying to stop his penetration a lot and then try to make him the dish uh, but it's hard to guard him because you play him on the perimeter and he step backs on you. You play him, uh, you know, you try you try to come out on him and even send the double at him. He's good enough to pass, but he finds those buckets even on good defense. Which I mean, I think he is the best offensive weapon right now in the NBA. I'll I'll give him that that badge at least on my end. You so, heard it, folks. Uh, this is the first podcast in. Uh, record the history to determine that James Harden is in fact difficult to guard. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, when you when you have defenses that are elite, they only work against certain types of players. Like certain players can still score a lot of points on a on a great defense. Is really what I mean. The playoffs are defined by. I, I think he's the greatest scorer right now when when KD's not playing. James Harden. Yeah. Thanks, it. Yeah, because I think I think I do think Katie has more. I I mean, I think he has more to his game than Harden does. You no, know, you know who I, I I told you guys earlier or I texted us earlier. Uh, my new favorite player. I, I do like Russell Westbrook, but I hate that he moved to Houston. Uh, Damian Lillard. Oh my gosh, watching that guy play. Ooh. He is a freaking monster, man. And that's a scorer right there, too. Yeah. Like, he, I saw him get away from a double team and take it straight to the hole, like, easy. And, you know, he could step back. He could shoot from 30 feet away. Um, and he has a solid cast around him. That Blazers team is, is fun to watch. And he called Early. out Paul George on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Instagram feud. I know DB's been involved in a few Instagram feuds in his day. What do you, uh, you think of the Instagram feud between Pat Beverly, PG, and... Uh... To be honest, that's the best part about the NBA, is petty wars. I'm surprised we haven't had a sooner petty war. They've been isolated together for like three weeks now. So um, I love it. I think it's great. Um, and I'm all for it. More and more and more and more and more. I wonder if Dame is sending him a DM to meet him at the Tower of Terror. <laughs> Man, and, and Raina was talking about this earlier. It's like, okay, yeah, these guys are, are feuding, but what have either one of them really done? Oh, yeah, so the point I was saying earlier was that you have Dame, you have PG-13 going back and forth on, on Instagram, and then you have Kawhi, who doesn't have any social media, but he's the one who had the trophy last year. And he doesn't even talk at all, you know? And it's just like, these guys are beefing, but you know, Kawhi doesn't say anything, you know? It's, yeah. But he's the one who currently has a Finals MVP award, so. But I do like how how Dame in that post-game interview was like, well, they know, they know. I sent Pat Beverly home a couple years ago, getting him used <laughs> with the Rockets. Yeah. I sent, I sent Paul George home last year, so they know. <laughs> hey, Pat, I mean, Pat, Pat Bev is an Arkansas guy, but man, he gets a little scrappy. He overstates some. I think he likes to use his teammates' confidence for his own. It's like, no, Pat, you gotta live off your own name, bro. And live <laughs> off somebody else's reputation. You know, looking back on it, I mean, it, it was awesome when it happened because we thought it was gonna work out better than it did, but LaMarcus should have stayed in Portland. And had he stayed in Portland, he would have CJ and Dame to, to I mean, I think, I think they could have been 
they could they could have done some damage because he it, it it's just not it's not a thing in San Antonio. But, but we did win sixty seven games the first year that Lamarcus came. Well, yeah, I I nine. get it, I get it. But you you also had Tim Duncan quarterback and him telling him where to be in his spots defensively. I mean, when you have a seven footer and you're in the right spot, yeah. it's gonna you're gonna do good things. But as soon as Tim left, he he his defensive rotations were terrible. Yeah, well, that's not yeah, that's not his game. He's not a very good. Um, I, I do feel like he doesn't he doesn't have that sense of like what Tim Duncan had, where he right. could actually figure out ways to interrupt the. The lanes a little better right well and you know not only his defensive rotations but but timmy was cubing the whole defense and yeah yeah you know la he's just that's not that like you said that's not his game and i get it and you know the other thing too is just they're just uh, his, his skill set doesn't match his size he, you know he, I mean? he doesn't fit in the nba anymore like his skill set is it's a mid-range game, and now if you're big, you got to be able to play outside too. He can shoot decent. He had a uh, transition this year um, to shooting a little bit more outside, but he's not a like a. He's obviously not dirt, but he's not a he, Porzingis or anything like that. Yeah, even Jokic yeah. can shoot threes. Yeah, no, you're right, Drew. And the other thing yeah. too is is I, I don't really feel like LA can play all that well with his back uh, back to the basket. That's he's, what I was gonna say too. Like, at least be good in the post. Right. He's gonna he's be basically playing the, post, playing the post. Right. He's basically just a mid-range jump shooter. Exactly. Yeah. But he did. Uh, Rio is correct. His three ball did improve with the help of Chipper England, the Spurs right. uh, and, uh, assistant coach. Uh, Off release still, but it goes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seems like he's pushing the ball into. Yeah. Yeah, and so speaking of other scores, you guys watched the Mavs and Bucks. Uh, like Gian- Giannis versus uh, Luca. That was a fun one to watch too. Luca is a freaking. He's a good he's, player, man. He's incredible. He he can make any pass he needs to. He can make any shot he needs to, and he can rebound. He's a big dude. He's like six eight. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Looking at that stat line, there. I think. Uh, I think you said the ball. I. I can't. I can't remember the last time a player who scored that many points and had that many assists. It's yeah. usually like low scoring output but high assists. But I mean, what was it? Sixteen or nineteen assists? I don't know. I think Rio sent that one out. Yeah, but it yeah, was- I think. Well, you know, I remember hearing someone talk about Luca's athleticism. And what they were saying was that Luca, while he might not have like jar dropping athletic stats from like vertical jump or anything of that nature, his elasticity on his side to side movement is through the roof. Like he, he can bounce around so easily. And I think you see a lot of how he creates separation on that step back. It's yeah. crazy. Like it doesn't matter if you can jump 45 inches in the air all the time. Like that's one set of athleticism. But now the game's becoming like a little bit more of like an agility game rather than like, oh, I'm going to jump over you. I'm just going to like bounce off you and then hit a three. But his, yeah, his, um, his uh, last discipline is crazy. And he, so, he but, handles the ball well. Yeah. So 36 points, 14 rebounds, and 19 assists. Yeah, that's 19 that's assists. That's unbelievable. stupid. Oh, DB, if I had to ask you when when Luca's MVP trophy is coming, because it's it's not a matter of if, it's when. How many years do you think it'll take him 
to become the MVP? I think he can make that leap as soon as next season. A little more consistency, also yeah. stay, staying off the shelf. He has gotten some kind of tic-tac injuries. If he yeah. puts together a whole season um, where he's not getting hurt, I think he's at that level um, and will be for some time. Yeah, and, and Porzingis, Porzingis is starting to look good again too. And normally, what do they say? Like two years after an ACL, uh, so it's already been it's already been a year, and he's, he's he's kind of coming back around to his old self. But remember, he was pretty damn good whenever he first started out with New York. Um, yeah, he's a star that can probably carry his own team. So add that to the bag of tricks, and Luca is going to be, you know, incredible. Yeah, I think if. Um... I think once the Mavericks get one of those top seeds, because um, that has to come with it, right? I mean, they're right. not gonna. Yeah. I think I think once that happens, if one if there are one or two seed next season, I think it can definitely happen. So I, I do want to bring this guy up because now that we're in the bubble, we're seeing some other guys emerge. But Michael Porter Jr. has. Uh, have y'all watched a Nuggets game? Yeah, he's a good player, man. The pride of M-I-Z, Z-O-U. Yeah. Oh, he got a sweet shot, too. I mean, just like nice and light. Looks that good out of his hands. Yeah, he's big. He's like 6'10", so he's a yeah. power forward. He's a silky yeah. basketball yeah. player. Good skill set, you know what I mean? Like, these are the these are what 6'10 players look like. Like, LaMarcus is an old 6'10". You know, not like old as in age, but like old as in five years ago NBA. Yeah, yeah, and and they have a they have a pretty solid roster too. I think um, you know Jamal Murray is yeah. I think he's a he's a pretty good point guard man. And I think um, I think if they don't start doing something probably as soon as next season, I think they're going to start looking at a new head coach because they're they're pretty loaded. I think yeah, yeah. for sure. And and I think I think defense has a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, a lot of teams aren't playing defense anymore. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's just hard out, though. They're outscoring. You know, they just out, let's try to outscore them. They don't. The rules don't allow you to play that good at defense. The they, they pick up too many tick attack fouls. I mean, that that's been the problem. I mean, you can't play defense. The guys draw fouls way too easily. I think Harden was attempting like their twenty five free throw. Or, I don't know. Like the the free throws that he's attempting is ungodly. And you're right. like, wait, what? Like that shouldn't even happen. Yeah, right. even um, right. Some of the fouls to called in today's game, in the Spurs New Orleans game, it was just like, all right, can we like, can oh, we just yeah. let them get a little like in there, you know, like let them let them let them try to like contest a shot. Like but, if you if you watch that um, last dance when it came on, how great it was. But when you would watch a gameplay, you're like, oh shit, that's like five flagrant fouls in one play. <laughs> like, yeah. Bill Lambert committed two of them, and then Dennis Rodman committed the other. And Joe Dumars pushed somebody. You know, like it would be like five suspensions for the rest of the series in one fucking Jordan drive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, and and like you know we're talking about we we're talking about the Suns and how good they can be, but nobody plays defense on that team. You know what I mean? Rockets, yeah. nobody's really playing defense on that team. You know, and it's just like. The teams that do play defense, you know, they're okay, but I don't know. Well, I have, any, have any of you guys seen any of the Suns game? I haven't. So is it, are they like playing well or are they just catching teams on a bad night? And that game just... that Booker won for them, he was pretty unbelievable. Um, 
But I think you can catch people on a night in the bubble too. They're playing a lot of games back to back. It seems like there have definitely been some fluke results um, yeah. that are happening. But the style of play is different. Uh, they're playing at a lot faster pace. Uh, they're, they're just shooting. It's almost like a gym game. Like it's almost like a pickup basketball game. Like the yeah. way they're playing is also different. Close I think up. I saw. Yeah, I think I saw some 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 number that like there was all five games yesterday had a total of like 250 points, average 250 points total. You know, that's 125. That's insane. You know what I mean? It's 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 crazy. It, it, they're just shooting. Well, I mean, the 76ers and Blazers right now are both at 100, 102 to 99. There's still seven minutes left. Right. And the Rockets-Kings ended the first quarter 23 to 36. The Kings scored 36 points. They scored 49 points in the first quarter the other day. Did y'all see that? It's crazy. Yeah, I think the Spurs dropped 46 in the first game, in their first yeah, in are- their first uh, regular season game in the bubble. These guys are almost catching up to Klay Thompson's stats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking Klay Thompson, third uh, game <laughs> six play, man. Game six play. I'm gonna. Uh, you said something about uh, you're looking forward to seeing the Warriors be back, and, and I when I hope the Warriors come back strong. And oh, they're, they're in the bubble right now. Those guys have been scoring like 150 points. <laughs> and and they're gonna get a solid draft pick. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard. Um, he, uh, Steve Kerr was on with Bill Simmons the other day, and he was uh, talking about how he actually is involved in the draft process now. Like normally, he's in the playoffs, and and they're focused on winning the game. So he he didn't know who they drafted. He didn't know them personally until they actually drafted him. And now he actually has a hand in the uh, in the draft process. But we're talking about young young talent, and we have to talk about our boy Zion. Uh, and what exactly is going on with that guy? Because he's still only playing like 10 minutes a game. What the hell's going on? Uh, if I if I had to take my guess, I think I think he's out of shape. I think he um, very. I think he is used to just being able to roll out there and dominate at the high school and even at the college level. Uh, but I think now at the NBA level, it's just you know. It's it's a it's a different game, man. It's a whole new game, like Rio said. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think I think he's gonna have to lean out. I think he's gonna have to to, to drop yeah. some lbs, and because his if he's already having knee problems, forget it, man. I mean, just... See, so I think also I think he's also I think he's more hurt than we th- than we know. I think he might be hurt. Yeah, but I think it all cor- correlates to. Um, just not probably being physically capable of doing the workload. You know, it just looks to me like he has all the right skills, except he just, I mean, that body, how big he is, it's just taxing him too much. He does look out of shape. He doesn't look very athletic on the court. Uh, he doesn't look very, uh, you know, he doesn't look very, not athletic, he doesn't jump high, but he doesn't run down the court. Very, yeah, you know? the, and, and the, sorry, the only reason I say this, I went directly there is because uh, when they were playing the Spurs, or they were playing somebody, I forget, he was like dragging ass up and down the floor. But as soon as he got the ball, he's making quick moves. So I'm like, okay, yeah. you have that in you, but Not you me. can't sustain that. So that just tells me like, you're out of shape, man. And if you're gonna be the anchor, like you're gonna be the number one guy and you're gonna be an anchor uh, on the team, like you gotta be, you gotta be ready to run, especially just, if 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 now we're in a league that doesn't play defense. He's just gotta learn to be a little more of a killer. 
you can develop that. Yeah. You know, like, Hillary, are you talking? I think he has that, but you are you saying he needs to learn to be more aggressive? Or I think there's some. I think there's some though. mentalities that would. There's some elite mentalities that would never allow themselves to be that out of shape. You think so that? Good. You think he's a little timid? Yeah. I could see that. People have made comparisons to size to Shaq, but it's a it's a much different game than when Shaq was playing. Right. Yeah. Well, Shaq came in the league in shape. He got out of shape after he won a couple titles. But yeah, that's true. He, he was in shape at the Magic. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was thin in Orlando. He was lean, man. It was weird. When he was in uh, Blue Chips <laughs> with yeah. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, and and you don't see you don't see fucking Zion leading a break like you think you should like you think you, Zion should be the guy who fucking gets the ball and is on a full head of steam to the rim, right? Like he doesn't show that at all. But like somebody just just said, I think Danny just said, is that the game is so easy for him and he gets yeah. the ball and he scores like that and it's so quick and all of a sudden the ball's in the bucket. It might not look the best, but it's going to get in the bucket and you can jump out of the building, but his side to side is not is not good at all. He's got some work to do. I'm going to give him a hot take that he, he might not be a star, a full on star, like a full on elite player until there, there's a good chance that this guy might not be able to take a workload on, especially at 82 games. I mean, I, I think there's a lot more conditioning problems down the road too because of fun, it's just how he's built. Like he's not built to be a 82 game basketball player. And that was kind of one of the considerations I think going into the draft is whether or not his body could handle the amount of games and the amount of minutes it takes to be a star in this league. I'm not as convinced anymore. I mean, he had a full four months to get ready for this offseason or whatever these last couple of games. He was like, give a shit. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's, it, you know, I just, I think at the very least, you know, the Pelicans had a very, very good shot of getting that eighth seed, right? And when they're in a game that means a lot and they have an opportunity to win and they're still only playing Zion 10 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game, like, that's red flags. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so right now I'm looking at the score of the uh, Blazers game and they're down three. Uh, so the Sixers are winning 111 to 108. Um, what does that mean for the uh, for the eighth seed? Because they moved to number nine, baby. Grizzlies, the win. Grizzlies are on a downward spiral, right? Do yeah. the Suns have a chance? Yes, there's mathematically, yes. I know they're undefeated and they're killing it, but you know, I think it's right now. It's the Blazers. It's the Blazers are on the inside track, right? Yeah, they're on the inside, but we'll see. You know, what do you what do you think? What's your take taking out the homer in you? Let's start with DB instead of the Spurs fans, because I think I know where Rio's going with this. But DB, what do you think that the eighth seed is? How do you think that's going to look? If it's all said and done. The best contribution to the playoffs would be Portland making it. So I'd like to see Portland, because I think Portland can do some damage against a one seed. Uh, those other teams, Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio, would get boat raced. Um, so I'd like to see McCollum and, uh, and Dame against, you know, against LeBron because I don't think they've been very good so that's a matchup I'd like to see so whether that you know likely that means Portland's your nine beats them 
you know, it's pretty tough to get in as the nine because you got to win twice in a row. Um, but Memphis isn't very good. So, yeah. I agree with that. I would say yeah. Portland is by far the best team. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Memphis just lost uh, Jared Jackson Jr., right? Torres Nia. Is that what yeah. it was? So, I mean, that's, you know, it, it kind of puts a damper in their, in their run. As good as Ja is, that puts a damper in their run. And then the Bubble Spurs are a whole new team. Uh, what's your take there, Reyna? I think, I mean, like Drew said, Portland is the best team. They made it to Western Conference Finals last year. So there's the same team came back. They added uh, Carmelo Anthony. So they're the same team. So they're the best team out the group. Uh, I hope the Spurs can slide into the spot. I mean, but at, at this point, if the Blazers do lose this game or, and the Spurs, you know, they won theirs, I think we slide into number nine. Um, you know, it's weird with the bubble right now because there's teams that play more games than others. And so theoretically, the Suns could have more losses than the Spurs and still get in somehow. I don't know, you know, it's it just uneven amount of games. Like some teams have played two or three more games than other teams. So theoretically speaking, a Suns team could actually have more losses and still get in. But I hope, I don't know. Uh, I hope they find who is supposed to get in for the playing games. But winning percentage, it's kind of weird when certain games, certain teams play more games than others. I think uh, I think the Suns come crashing down. Their, their last three games are Oklahoma City, Philly, and Dallas. Now, I guess it depends on, um, I, I think Oklahoma City and Dallas are still in the mix as far as seeding, so they should still be playing. Um, Philly, I don't know if they will, so I guess it comes down also to if people rest or not, but those are three tough games. Uh, that they have left. Yeah. The, I, I, I agree with everybody else that I think Portland is the best team. They're the team that wouldn't get dropped by the Lakers in four or five games. Um, I think the Spurs will be lucky to get one um, against the against the Lakers. But uh, my own selfish reasons as a Spurs fan is just to keep the streak going. Although, if the season has an asterisk on it, I mean, does, does this even really count? But whatever. Um, but yeah, I, and... Uh, Memphis, I think, you know, I think, I think, or, I think Memphis is already in their head. I think their youth is showing, um, and then losing Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, yeah. doesn't help, and, and Ja can't do it all, all on his own. Um, and New Orleans, I mean, well, yeah, I think we can. I think yeah. I think we're done. I, I like that yeah. New Orleans team. I like it. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch them soon. Uh, the Blazers do worry me as a Lakers fan. I think legitimately the Blazers could beat the Lakers, especially the Lakers we're watching right now. But I will put some stock in the fact that whenever LeBron decides to turn it on, he's going to make everybody better. And Deion yeah. Lillard is going to have to make he's going to have to make shots. I hope J.R. Smith doesn't get much run because he does, he looks terrible out there. Um, Danny Green, I know you guys love Danny Green. Uh, he is fucking no show in this bubble oh that's that's been a huge a huge loss it's not even a loss right that's just been a huge, like we need the lakers need somebody to make a damn shot i mean yeah. it, the spurs and the raptors they use danny green very similarly they used him as a, a kind of like a plug in a really good defense i don't feel like the lakers even have that type of like mentality of like let's play a really good team defense everyone plays perimeter certain people play inside the raptors had a, a good 
defensive scheme going too, so he found a spot there. But all Danny Green really is is a 3 and D guy and doesn't work if your team doesn't play great team defense. Yeah, yeah, because he, he works out well as a trailer from playing defense on the other end and then coming, you know, trailing the offense. I, what I think also people aren't talking about enough, and I think they should, is the steal that Portland signed Carmelo Anthony for less than one oh, and a yeah. half million dollars. I love it. Because that, I mean, you're talking, who, who is it? So it's Carmelo, it's CJ, it's Dame, it's Hassan Whiteside, it's Trevor Ariza. Like, those are household names, you know? Right. Like, uh, Nurkic is a Nurkic, yeah. Player. That dude is a big uh they're a big winner in the in the time off because he got healthy. Yeah. Uh, so that guy's a fucking beast. Hoodie Mello is the man. Like he can score anytime he wants to as well. Like he's he's a step slower, yeah, but he's a beast. I like Mello. Uh the, the Lakers the Lakers should have grabbed him. They should have grabbed him. That's what they should have done. Yeah. yeah. No, they they would have really needed him. I feel like certain guys they get these negative stigmas. Melo's one of them, and yeah. Jr. Smith's another. And certain guys should have it, like Jr. Smith. And certain <laughs> guys shouldn't have it, like Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. The fuck? Why y'all put them in the same category? I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. It's, and and a- Avery Bradley is a huge loss. I didn't think he'd be so bad of a loss, but that's a huge loss. And Rajon Rondo is another guy who can run the point. Because I hate seeing the ball in freaking Dion Waiters' hands. I hate it. It's just, it's awful. You know, I think Carmelo got that stigma also by playing in New York. I think had Porzingis stayed in New York, people would be saying the same thing about him. But he got out early. He got out early enough. Yeah, New York's a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, another, I was listening to Bill Simmons. I think he was saying something about how he talked to somebody and he just said that New York wears you down. It just wears you down because there's no support. There's no support from the front office and you just, you just get used to being a loser. Like you're just a loser and you just, you just get wrapped into this like complacency where you don't, you just play games. Can you, can you imagine how you get ridden by that, by the media and the fans in New York? I mean, they're, they're ruthless, man. And I mean, as a fan, I'm not a New York fan, but I imagine they're frustrated. Oh, yeah. I would say this: if one, like, if Dolan hired a GM that could, you know, a Danny Ainge type that could actually make some good moves and put one star in New York, uh, man, that would be one of the biggest stars in the NBA. Like, I'm sorry, but Brooklyn is never going to be the pride. In oh Georgia. yeah, right. It's always going to be the Knicks. It's always going to be the Garden. And yep. so, if they could figure it out. It's like the Lakers, you know? The Lakers were trash for about four or five years and they figured it out once LeBron figured it out. But once uh, they figure it out, I mean, they're gonna be a star. Like whoever takes over New York will be a big star. Yeah, absolutely. But it, no, I, I get you. That's... If, yeah, if, if. if. I mean, it, it, uh, it all starts starts at the top. Like, it, it just, Nolan, uh, he just seems like an idiot. I don't know him personally. I never really kept up with the Knicks, Knicks basketball, but he just seems like a freaking nightmare. Um, so we've gone through what just the full first full week of NBA. Oh, That's more than that. Sorry. Okay, two weeks. <laughs> man, these these days are just freaking like all mush, man. Like it's honestly. No, just, no, I think you're right. This was the first full week because it started on the thirtieth, thirtieth of the Thursday. So you're right. 
Yeah, week and a half. Uh, we had some uh, freaking outstanding play. Who's your uh, MVP of the bubble? MVP of the bubble. So, so you're uh, talking about just in these last few games? Yeah, just right now. Who's who's your who's the it's not taking not taking the pre the before the break into consideration? Just the bubble, just the bubble. I'm gonna go because I watched him kill me and uh, killed me twice. Once gambling and the other personally. Uh, T.J. Warren. That guy's a freaking animal, man. Like I like watching him. He's got the cornrows going, and he just has a he just has a shot, man. And he also he also is one of those guys who just plays with the chip on his shoulder. Like fuck you, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up and I'm gonna I'm gonna drop thirty tonight. You know, T.J. Warren is a freaking beast. And the Pacers are not gonna make any like big splash, but they're a solid team. Yeah, they're like an old school team where they're, right. they're like the old school Pacers. Like they didn't have any big names on the old school Pacers except Reggie right. Miller. They're a nightmare for everybody. DJ Warren is that's my guy. I don't know. And then of course I just told you I love Dame Lillard now. Um, my MVP of the bubble thus far is uh, Daryl Morey because his small ball is looking like it. Like <laughs> Daryl Morey. Right. I'm gonna roll with John Morant. Yeah, it's not it's not a winning team, but we're just talking straight up MVP. I'm gonna go with John Moran. Yeah, Reno, Devin, Devin Booker, five game win streak. It's clutch time, baby, and he's sweet with the rim, sweet with the net. Yeah, getting in you, getting you them buckets, baby. I think they should. I think they should absolutely make a like an outstanding player of the tournament award or something <laughs> for the for the what is it the honolulu invitational is that yeah. what it is? <laughs> let me say one last thing about if we're throwing out awards most improved player luka Doknit should not have been on the fucking list he's too good already to be a most improved player that's Luka's been playing he's been playing professional ball for like 10 years and he's yeah. 22 <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a terrible uh, because he's too good. He already won Rookie of the Year. You can't win Rookie of the Year and Most Improved Player the next season. It <laughs> shouldn't be fucking allowed. That is just a bad call. And then Six Man of the Year award, both uh, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell uh, got on the list, and it made uh, some someone on comments made a comment like I read it. It said. Wouldn't that make the other person the seventh man? <laughs> How could you have a sixth man on the same team? It doesn't make any yeah. sense from the technical standpoint. Plus, those guys both both play thirty minutes a game. Yeah, are they even fucking bench players? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, we can talk about that another time. But that sixth man is, you know, whatever. Like you come in and play thirty minutes, are you really a sixth man? You know. Yeah. Uh, but. I mean, it's been great, man. This freaking bubble is back. Baseball's back. We didn't even talk about the Astros and and uh, A's getting into it today, which would have been a good topic because I hate the Astros and I hope you guys do too. But uh, you know that that's been fun. Um, first major. Uh, did anybody catch the golf? Uh, the yeah, golf yeah. result. Yeah. Um, Colin. Uh, what is it? I how to pronounce Colin his last Moore, name. Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. He's a young dude, man. I think he's uh, 23, and the only people to win the PGA Championship at 23 are Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, and Jack Nicklaus. 
Hey. So, good company. He had a chip in for a birdie, uh, I believe, on 15 or 16, uh, maybe maybe 15, 14 or 15. And then yeah. he drove the green on a par four and eagled it to take him to 13 under and put it out of reach. Oh, you got to love it. You so, gotta. yeah, that was big for sure. And by the way, uh, the Blazers are up by four and Dame has, I believe, 49 points. And so Houston, Houston's tied it up too, so the degenerates are riding. I told you, I, I told you the Rockets have, you said it too, but uh, yeah, that's great, man. I, I'm going to go catch the rest of this uh, Trailblazers game. That'd be fun to watch. Who calls them the Trailblazers? I've been calling them the Trailblazers lately, and it's it's uh, it's awkward. It's awkward. The Portland Why? Blazers. That's the what Blazers. they are, man. <laughs> Call them the Knickerbockers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're the New York football giants. When I hear Trailblazers, I think Clyde Drexler. You know what I mean? The, the, the Terry Porter football team. Terry Porter, Clyde Drexler. Uh, what was his name? Buck. Buck. Um, oh man, center goggles. No, it's a bonus. Oh, that's. Well, they had some bonus, but then they had Buck Williams. Oh, gotcha. Buck Williams, man. Cliff Robinson. There go the Rockets. Cliff Robinson. Cliff Robinson. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, fellas. Well, uh, yeah, that was great. Um, keep an eye out, man. Keep an eye out for the rest of this bubble. We'll see how it ends. For the listeners out there, appreciate your time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, you know the crew. We'll come back at you on Sunday. Uh, follow us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. If you want to get rich, uh, we'll throw out some gambling lines there too. So uh, enjoy the week. Have a good one and uh, see you next time. Deuce, deuce. Later.